leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps, it's Renee Small here, and I am here with Roman Brewer. Hey, Roman. And we are in. Hey, we are here doing our Breaking into Cybersecurity webinar podcast series. And Roman comes to us from Houston, Texas, and I'm excited to hear Roman's story. Roman has, um, he's a security analyst. He's been in the industry for just about five years. He's going to jump right in, tell us all about how he broke into the industry, how difficult it was, what the journey was like. I know he's had a, a bit of a journey getting here, but he landed this amazing, amazing opportunity. So, Roman, jump in and tell us how you broke in. What made you interested in security to start? Okay. Uh, okay. So I can dive in and um, do a, like a quick backstory. Um, for me, I've always been interested in technology. So I knew that that was going to be the future. Uh, I tinkered with things and I was a nerd. So I played video games a lot uh, as opposed to just being outside. So yeah, I was very, very still am very, very nerdy and love video games and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of, and if anybody uh, that is a gamer at, that has been a gamer for a while, uh, you know about, you know, cheating and hacks and things like that. So I've always been aware of security, uh, but I just did not know that it was actually a career path. Um, I was the only one in my family that was interested in technology like that. And, um, you know, so I kind of had to figure it out uh, on my own, my path, but um, it wasn't until I went to college uh, and studied, you know, computer information systems that uh, I had, uh, he's now my mentor, but I had a mentor at the time come to my university and speak about, you know, security. He walked in the classroom and said, hey, I'm a hacker and this is what I do. And it literally uh, just charged my interest um, because I never knew that that was something that I could do. Um, so that kind of that's why I kind of got into technology in general. I've always liked it, but security was kind of always this thing in the background that I knew existed but didn't know existed. <laughs> wow. Well, it's it's so good that you explain that because I think a lot of people um, they don't understand the synergy between gaming and security or gaming and technology and. Over and over, I've heard stories just like yours about all of the folks who are gamers mm -hmm. who consider themselves. It's so funny. My 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 little son, he's like, oh, I'm such a nerd. And he says it in a bad way. I'm like, dude, that's a good thing. Nerds are cool. Nerds <laughs> are the coolest. So. That's what I said. Um, and so 
it's uh it's it's great for especially people in high school and people uh coming up and people in college and even parents you know how many parents i talk to and they say my kid is just sitting at home and all they do is play video games like you know that's a really good thing to be there playing video games so you had this um so this is awesome. So you're at school, you're doing computer science, you're not really. So did, did your computer science program have any security, anything related to cybersecurity in it? No, actually, um, at the time, I was just learning about IT in general. And to be frank, I was not a good student. I was probably about a CD student um, throughout my entire life. Uh, I learned differently. Um, I really struggled with the structure of the educational system that I was in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to play video games. That's Mm -hmm. all I do. Like, I just wanted to play with technology and be in that space. And just the typical education system just didn't really foster that. Yeah. (laughs) um, You know, that's always tough. Um, But, you know, I definitely persevered. And when I got into college and finally got into my major and the major classes, it was like... (laughs) I'm finally here. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so Chris is trying to jump in. So let's try to let him. Oh, perfect. Go. Let's see. He should be coming on shortly. And we will continue though while he gets in. Yeah. Um, Oh, perfect. There you are. Hey. Excellent. Hey, how are you doing? So we are live. Everyone, this is Chris Folon. You know him. Um, So Roman just talked about how he went through his undergraduate degree. He was a gamer in high school. He was totally into video games, a complete and total nerd. (laughs) And like the rest of us, (laughs) and has gotten to, um, so we just got to the point where he had a mentor, The per- well, the, the person is his mentor now, but he had come to his university, talked about how he was a hacker, and it lit Roman up, and Roman said, that's what I want to do. So, nice, nice. Roman, tell us about, so what did he say when he came in and said, hey, I'm a hacker? And like, what, what was it about what he said that really got you excited? So as soon as he said hacker, um, my eyes lit up, but I immediately went to uh, TV references, you know, black screen, lots of green letters, and then all of a sudden things are <laughs> shutting down. So, uh, you know, I was very curious about that. Um, and, you know, after he did his little talk and we had our one-on-one, uh, I was curious about, you know, how do I learn more about this? Um, you know, I'm learning about all these cool things in IT, which I love, but I had no idea um, that I needed to, that, what do I do? How do I get there? And he said, well, you're already doing the right thing because security is such a niche field. Um, you know, you kind of have to know how things work and the fact that you're learning how everything works and are experimenting and things like that, this will help you in security. You know, um, so many people don't realize, you know, they're working in help desk or they're working wherever and they think like, I'm not getting closer to security, but you are, you know, and I had to realize that uh, even as a student. Yeah. Um, 
Chris knows because Chris was in the help desk space for years yeah. and did support prior to moving into the security field. So it's fun. It's one of those things that we tell people all the time too. Like we understand the folks who are going back to school, getting the degrees, and they want to jump directly into like an analyst role, which makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. But um, if they have the opportunity to get in through you know, some of these other channels, or if they're already sitting in a help desk now and looking, trying to figure out, well, how do I break in? Well, you're already a little bit, you're already in, you know, you just got to move around. So. Yeah. There's that. And then there's also all the, the transferable roles that are similar, uh, transferable skills that are similar in the different fields that you just have to take a different skew to it. Um, and that, that, that way you can translate it to security. So even, even in the gaming fields, so if you figure out how the game works and uh, the way to crack the code, that's the same way the attacker is gonna approach it. So you have to figure out how they're gonna come in and then you can work to, to stop that gap. Very true. Absolutely. So Roman, so, okay, so then talk us to, tell us how you got from the point where, you know, this person comes in, he tells you he's a hacker, you're like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. Then walk us to how you got into your first role. So, um, well, after that, I had a very real conversation with my uh, advisor about, you know, my grades and my chances. Um, Honestly, I didn't really have much of a chance at internships because my grades were so bad. Um, but uh, I knew that I could subsequent, you know, my grades after college for side projects. So uh, I, at that point, I was already learning a little bit outside of the classroom, but I decided to shift my focus from, you know, just learning things here and there and turning them into projects. So uh, when I graduated, you know, I had, you know, a few things that I had worked on, you know, in between classes, and I tried to use that to look for roles. Uh, and I honestly didn't have very much luck. Um, when you first graduate, you know, you kind of don't have much to go off of. And I, I've always worked in technology. Um, you know, I worked, I worked in the cell phone industry for years. Uh, I did sales and I did technical uh, work there too. So I've always been tinkering with technology and I had that sort of, uh, of a help desk ex experience, so to speak. But um, yeah, it was very challenging for me to find my first role because I didn't have good grades. I didn't have an internship and I just, you know, I interviewed well, but getting in the door with so many things against you um, it's, it's just challenging for anybody. Uh, so what I decided to do was uh, move. So I moved. I'm originally from Louisiana. I moved to Texas um, to uh, with talking to my mentor and uh, I decided to get my master's. So most people, when they graduate um, with their bachelor's degree, they kind of jump right into the industry. I wasn't sure if I was going to have that option. Um, so I kind of wanted a plan B. So I probably spent, you know, six months looking for a job, uh, you know, while I had my current job. Uh, and when that wasn't working out, I decided to get into grad school. I thought that it would be a better um, way for me to, of course, come out with a better GPA. And then it would give me another chance to network and meet people, you know, specifically in cybersecurity mm -hmm. uh, to kind of help me get into that first role. Um, but while I was trying to get into that master's program, I actually got into my first role, my first technical uh, 
role, which was sort of a database engineer slash uh, web app support. So I uh, was not the most technical out of all of the applicants, but I interviewed well and um, they liked the way that I thought and uh, tackled problems. So that's what got my first kind of uh, web app support slash database engineer role. Um, and that really catapulted my career, um, honestly. I got to learn uh, a lot of different skills because it was sort of a smaller team. So I'm literally working with database people. I'm working with system admins. I'm working with consultants, uh, business analysts. I'm just the whole, you know, IT project lifecycle. I get to work with everybody and, um, and also travel and consult and meet other clients and things like that. So that was kind of my entry into consulting. Uh, so I used that alongside of uh, my master's program. So everything that I learned in security, uh, I would go to class on Tuesday, you know, learn a security concept or, you know, a situation. And then I'd go to work the next day and say like, oh, how this is how it would work. And this is how it would play out. And then I'd ask, like, you know, ask the developer, you know, what would happen in this situation? And I kind of built that experience uh, without having a security job at the time. And I think you, you pointed out a very critical aspect. How you think about things is very critical to, to hiring managers because oftentimes it's said that we can train you on the security, but we can't train you how to think critically. We can't train you to be curious. We can't train you to have that that determination to figure out the problem, but we can train you on the security. So if you have that curiosity and that drive, um, that'll get you really far in addition to having some, some background in, in the field. That's so true. Um, Roman, another question I have, you said you were really prepared or you interviewed really well. And I know that's yes. usually a big struggle for people. How did you prepare yourself for the interviews? Um, and how did you become such a great interviewer? Uh, so, as I said before, I worked in the cell phone industry for years. Um, so, I, before the technical roles in the cell phone industry, I started out in sales. So, that kind of gave me all the background. I, I just, interviewing had never been a problem because I had so much soft skill experience uh, dealing with different types of people. Um, so, I... And as Chris said, you know, the technical stuff was easy for me to learn because I was interested in it. Um, it is very difficult um, to work with people that have very strong technical skills, but not very strong soft skills. <laughs> uh, so I, I learned that and that I use that as an advantage. You know, I use that, you know, and it worked out well. And yeah. as soon as I got in, I quickly ramped up uh, technical. That's awesome. Now, that's a really good point that the soft skills are so key. And another thing that hiring managers look for, to Chris's point, there's certain things they can teach and, you know, being a mean person and turning that person into a nice person is pretty difficult. <laughs> but being Absolutely. able to collaborate and, you know, interacting with different people at all levels and everything that you experienced for all those years in, in, um, in that sales job and the cell phone space must really easily translate over into your current role, especially as a consultant. Absolutely. Um, and I, at the time, I did not realize that. I thought, oh, yeah, I worked in sales or, oh, you know, I did this and that. Not really an, an IT job, quote unquote, but 
you know, all of those soft skills and uh, problem solving and triaging issues in customer service and in help desk type roles. Um, they teach you how to think. They teach you how to solve problems. And then the soft side of it is I can actually speak to that. I can say this is the problem. This is what I did. And this is uh, what happened. You know, this is the result. You know, I translate technical things and make them not so technical for people that need to know, you know, and vice versa. You know, that's, that is a skill in itself. Uh, but at the time I thought, oh, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. Or, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. But, you know, you learn that <laughs> uh, that is a skill in itself. Definitely. And, and I think on the, the, the aspect of being able to see the objections or the requirements that the customer is asking you for and to be able to speak it back to them in, in a way that you comprehend what you're asking for. And if you're not asking for the right things to be able to correct them and to show them um, where they could, they could have improvements in, in their requirements. And then the, the aspect of patience. I, I know we had another person on, and Chris, you know this from experience. The people talk about sitting at that help desk, that you see people at their absolute worst. And I know I struggle right now. With, I have cell phone issues. If I, if I show up somewhere, I'm going to want to throw the cell phone at someone. So you're getting people when they're really, really, you know, at their wit's end, and you're able to diffuse that. And those skills are so transferable. But like you said, you don't know, you didn't know that at the time. So I really, really want to, you know, I keep reiterating that because people don't realize that a lot of times, and I probably said this before, people want to throw away the baby with the bathwater, that um, they, they don't think about, or they just don't know that they have these experiences that are easily transferable into other experiences. So to your point, you thought, oh, I'm not technical, I'm not this, I'm not that. But you brought all these other skills. And to Chris's point, you can teach your technology. Like we can teach hiring managers say this all the time. I speak to leaders. What you can't teach is, you know, you knowing how to speak to ex-executive or build a relationship with someone across the room who right now hates you because your cell phone isn't working, you know? <laughs> and so... That's so, so very important. Another thing I want to bring up, because you talk about some different adversities that you've had, the grades. So you said your grades weren't that great. You know, you had some learning challenges, even in college, and then you still got into grad school. So I know some people even, you know, they struggle and they think they put up, not that they put barriers up, but barriers are up. It is what it is. But you were able to even overcome that, get yourself into grad school with the grades that you had, and then, you know, get a new opportunity so talk to me about talk to us about the um that experience like applying to grad school did you have to apply to multiple where you know did the what did you like so, so i can say uh my mentor this is where mentorship really you know came through um we had a very real conversation about you know my options I expressed to them, hey, my grades aren't good. I'm not getting any jobs. I'm applying to 200 plus, you know, jobs and, you know, nothing's happening. Uh, you know, what do I do? And then I had never thought um, that I should go to grad school. I thought, oh, I teach people don't go to grad school. Or, oh, you know, like I, I had all these things that I just, you know, you think and hear from other people that put stuff in your head. But um, 
And when I applied to grad school uh, the first time, I actually was not accepted. Um, so I, what I can say to that is, you know, you look at all your options and then you pick the best one for you. Uh, but also people say the word uh, persevere a lot, you know, in IT and in security and whatever you want in life. Um, I like to think that I'm, I don't, I like to think that I like to use the word relentless. <laughs> mm-hmm. for me. Like perseverance is fine, but to me, relentlessness is really key. Um, you have to be able to send that email to follow up with that person, to meet with these people, to, okay, if, you know, I don't meet your skills and qualifications now, you know, how do I get there? And then you kind of just don't stop. So I definitely hit so many walls that I can't even begin to talk about um, financially, uh, academically, um, network, not knowing how to network properly, you know, even though I had those skills, you know, how to, how do you use them? You know, how do you utilize them? Mm-hmm. These are things that trial and error and uh, perseverance or relentlessness uh, will give you eventually. Um, so yeah, after trying a few times, yeah, I did finally get into grad school and I was great. I was a well over 3.0 student. You know, um, and because of my, uh, I won't even call them failures at this point, uh, because of my challenges, uh, I was able, when I got in there, I was able to do exactly what I needed to do, when I need to do, ask the right questions. You know, I was a different person uh, during that time. I asked heavily uh, professors, yes, how does this translate into what I do today? How does this translate into security or where I want to go? Question, hey, I didn't understand this. You know, I became, because of my challenges, um, I was able to advocate for myself more because I was all I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were things that I learned um, throughout those challenges of not having good grades, not having connections, you know, not having privileges that other people have. You just you either sink or swim, it becomes literally almost life or death. So now what made you <laughs> No, that I mean, it's awesome what you talk about because I you know, I appreciate the folks who had it relatively laid out, you know, like they check every box and it it, it happens and they get they get great grades and I'm not knocking any of that. I think it's phenomenal. But there's something to be said for folks who have struggled in the beginning and have overcome and have applied to 200 roles and have, you know, of all the folks that we've spoken to, you know, some of the, our very first guests, I think it was the very first guest, very first guest, so early guests, and, you know, he said, I applied to 200 positions, and there was another young lady who said, I interviewed 35 times, so by the time I got to 36 interview, I was cool as a cucumber. You know, you talk about, talk about somebody who's applied to you know, had learning differences, got into college, grades weren't that great, applied, got declined multiple times, and finally get into the program that you want, and then you soar, like, that just goes to show, talk about, like you say, relentless. My mom used to say always, um, persistence seldom fails. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you keep going and going and you going, like, you know, guys are bunny, eventually somebody's going to be like, I got to give this guy a shot. And, you know, that happened for you. And I think that's amazing. And it's such a good story to tell to folks 
who are sitting in the shoes that you were in two years ago, five years, how many ever years ago, struggling um, to get to where they are. Now, what made you move from Louisiana to um, Texas? Um, for one, it was close. Um, so, like I said, I had my own financial challenges. You know, I needed to pick a place where, you know, if, you know, I ran out of support, whatever that looked like, you know, I could at least get back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the program that I went to at the University of Houston was great. Um, and I immediately, you know, I visited there many times. I met the professors, like we had our one-on-ones and we really built a rapport early before I even got into the program. Um, so I kind of, out of all the other schools that I looked at and tried to connect with, that was just a school that just, you know, did it for me. Um, and I knew the goal was to get a job at graduation or be offered your job by graduation. And I absolutely accomplished that. So um, I would say it was a worthwhile investment. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. That's awesome. I know, Chris, you typically have a great ending question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, almost I- at the half hour. <laughs> Yeah, we still have a couple minutes. I think one one subject that we didn't um, ask uh, Roman about yet is, so outside of your education, what did you do to supplement um, your knowledge and your perseverance to excel in the field? So um, I like to say this a lot, uh, University of YouTube, (laughs) Uh, that's like my (laughs) best friend. Uh, I would literally, um, because... I liked video games, so I could just say I started with that. You know, I picked something that I was passionate about, picked something that I really liked and could get behind, and then I found a problem. After you find a problem, you plan a solution. You attempt to solve it with that solution. Whether you succeed or fail, you document what you learn along the way, and then you practice uh, speaking to it for somebody else. That's a kind of an interview tip that I use. I take the projects that I do, the side projects and whatever I'm trying to learn. And then, um, you know, I document it all. And then I practice um, presenting it or talking about it because you never know who you're going to meet, you know, in the elevator, at a restaurant, wherever, at a networking event. And you need to be able to showcase what you, how you think. Okay. You know, you okay. showcase that. So I, I think that's what I did. Perfect. Uh, and then any la- uh, last wisdom for someone following in your shoes, uh, one tip that you would give them? Um, I would say, oh, uh, well, the reason um, I got the job that I have, uh, not only did I interview well, but I never knew about consulting or IT or security consulting in general. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, but uh, a LinkedIn connection that I made um, and fostered, you know, the relationship back and forth over some months. Uh, finally, we talked on the phone. And then they, after hearing my story and talking to them about what I was trying to do, they actually put in a good word with another recruiter to talk to another recruiter, which helped me, you know, at least get to where I needed to go to eventually interview and get where I needed to be. So I would say networking is key, uh, but um, use, if you don't have a network, you use it, find it and use it, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's Twitter, you know, I've gotten job offers 
off of Twitter, believe it or not, like the security community will embrace you, but you have to engage. You have to engage and give back. So perfect. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, and Renee, thanks for, for getting everything together on a Wednesday um, and <laughs> <Yeah>. arranging it all. <laughs> a little midweek fun today, but Roman, thank you so, so much for um, you know your story. I think it'll be so inspiring for so many people. Um, you know, the, the various challenges that you've had to overcome and now you're in this amazing role doing wonderful things and we anticipate, we know already that you're just gonna continue to soar and do much more, much more great things in the future and continue to, to, to share this knowledge and wisdom because I think there's so, there's so much to be said from your background and you know, being a gamer, being in high school, not necessarily knowing what you wanted to do and then getting to this point where you are now in a phenomenal um, organization and a great role. So thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.